Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the West Side at Home podcast. This is Dave Steimers, and this week I have a challenge for you. And it's going to be a really tough challenge, but I hope you'll approach it with um, some thoughtfulness, and I hope that you will go through some of the, the emotions that come with it. Here's the challenge. To do something ridiculously loving for someone who makes your life difficult. Someone maybe that doesn't like you. Someone that um, maybe has done something even to hurt you. And this is, of course, ridiculously difficult, and nobody feels like doing it. It's counterintuitive, but it comes from what we've been talking about on Sunday through the book of Jonah as we finished our series on Sunday on the book of Jonah, and talking about how Jonah's whole beef, his whole problem, and, and the teaching in this book is that God treats us with mercy, and if we are willing to accept that mercy, we offer it to others also. We treat people not how they deserve to be treated if they've treated us poorly, but we break the cycle and go the opposite way. So we connected that with Jesus teaching, probably in my mind, the thing that is hardest that Jesus teaches us, which is to love our enemies. And so that's where I come with this challenge to do something ridiculously loving for someone who makes your life difficult. And I want to read a little bit of what Jesus teaches us in that fashion. And as we do it, I want to encourage you to object to Jesus, because I think it's important for us to go through the emotions of what this is like, not to take it lightly. But as we read a couple of verses of how Jesus teaches us to love our enemy, to say, there's going to be a million objections why we shouldn't do this and couldn't do this. So let's talk about them and try and investigate what Jesus is really telling us to do. So Luke chapter 6, verse 27, he says, Love your enemies, do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you, pray for those who abuse you. To one who strikes you on the cheek, offer the other also. And from one who takes away your cloak, do not withhold your tunic either. So somebody slaps you in the face, slaps you on the cheek. Now on the one hand, this is a bit of a physical assault. On the other hand, even more than that, it is uh, an insult. Right? It's, it's not totally pummeling you, but it's treating someone like they're not as good as you. It's, it's an insulting way of treating someone. You know, I'm, I'm better than you type of thing. And Jesus says, if that's how somebody treats you, do something so ridiculous that it even points out the, the heinous nature of what they've done to you. They're going to treat you like they're better than you and they slap you. He's not just saying sit there and take the abuse. And we shouldn't read Jesus and think that people are, who are being abused should sit, sit and take it and not do anything. In fact, I think Jesus is saying the opposite. Here, he's, he's actually encouraging a show of strength, but not in the way of retaliation. Offer the other cheek. Now, somebody who's insulted you and slaps you on the face does not expect you to stand there and turn the, you know, offer the other cheek. It's a way of pointing out how ridiculous it is that they would treat you that way in the first place, but in a nonviolent way, in a non-retaliatory way. Second um, phrase there, or little instruction, helps us to illustrate what Jesus is saying. He says, from the one who takes away your cloak, do not withhold your tunic either. So here's someone, probably in the background, um, the idea of this is that if somebody sues you and they're taking your, your cloak, give them your tunic also. But it's somebody who they want to take from you. And it's like, okay, well, if you need my clothes, well, don't just take the cloak, take the tunic also. Now, for people, you know, a, a Jewish man in the first century here, which would be kind of the audience Jesus is going for, they only wore two pieces of clothing, a cloak and a tunic. So if somebody takes your your cloak, and then you give them your tunic also, 
you're standing there naked. Like it's, again, it's this over the top, ridiculous, oh, you want to treat me this way? Well, I'll, I'll break the cycle and I'll treat you so much better. So in such a ridiculous fashion that it points out how ridiculous your behavior is towards me. But it's not retaliatory. It's, it's uh, uh, well, if you need clothing so bad, we'll take everything that I have. I think Jesus is pushing us to think just how r- ridiculous this is, to, to actually love somebody this way, to, to practically treat somebody so opposite to how they treat you when they're treating you poorly, is just absolutely ridiculous. And so we go through the objections and say, well, if, if somebody slaps me on the cheek, what, am I going to offer the other one? Then what are they going to do? Slap me again? Well, if somebody takes some of my clothes, I should, you know, my cloak, I should give the tunic also. Well, then I'm going to be naked. And that's sort of Jesus' point. Yes, this is a ridiculous looking love. Give to everyone who begs from you. Well, if I did that, I would have no money left. And from one who takes away your goods, do not demand them back. Well, then I'm going to be left with nothing. And as you wish uh, that others would do to you, do so to them. Now we start to get it. You're supposed to be pushed into this discomfort zone. This doesn't seem to make sense. This is too much. This is too radical. Ah, now we're getting it. Maybe people are more important than your stuff, even to a ridiculous level. So treat them in a radically loving way. If you love those who love you, what benefit is to you? For even sinners love those who love them. It's natural to love people who love you. That's not really challenging or difficult. And if you do good to those who do good to you, what benefit is that to you? For even sinners do the same. And if you lend to those from whom you expect to receive, what credit is that to you? Even sinners lend to sinners to get back the same amount. But love your enemies and do good and lend expecting nothing in return. And your reward will be great. You will get nothing in return, possibly, but there will be a better reward. You're now moving beyond the way of living of retaliation or of I give this to get that transactional way of life. Jesus is saying there's no real reward in that. But if you want a greater reward, then you go to this sacrificial love. You start to try and love to a ridiculous level. Love your enemies and do good and lend. Expect nothing in return. And your reward will be great. And you will be children of the Most High, for he is kind to the ungrateful and the evil. Be merciful even as your Father is merciful. In other words, if you love this way, this ridiculous, crazy way, there's going to be a family resemblance. You're going to look and appear more like your father, God, our father, because that's how God is. So then go through all these objections. You know, you're thinking about somebody that you really don't feel like loving, practically speaking, and Jesus pushes you to go beyond many of the excuses you would have, objections we would have. This doesn't make sense. This doesn't feel good. This seems like it's way over the top. And then Jesus points out, that's how God loves you. That's how God loves everybody. And when you join him in finding ways to go into those those really difficult places and find ways to love someone who doesn't deserve your love, who isn't going to pay you back, who might not even appreciate it, they might be ungrateful. And they go, this is how God loves. This is how crazy God loves. God loves to a ridiculous, ridiculous level. And then to make sure that you know that's how much God loves you, that he would go to a ridiculous level to love you and provide for you and care for you. Even if you're rejecting him, even if you don't want it, even if you're ignorant to what God is doing, that's 
that's God. And then we turn and say, okay, past all of my objections and all the ridiculousness of it, hmm, could we consider doing something ridiculously loving for someone who makes our life difficult, who maybe is set against us, who maybe will never get it? They might not receive it properly. They may not reciprocate, but none of that is the point. It's simply to express love because God is love. So here's my challenge. Once again, think about something that you could do to someone that you don't really feel like loving. Maybe they've treated you really, really poorly. And don't just go do something for them, but sit in the emotion of it. Work through your objections, work through your excuses, feel it, and then decide if you can go and and love somebody like that. And whether you can or whether you can't, just know for sure, 100%. But that's how much God loves you. <laughs>